Hello and welcome to Australian Transformers Weekly. We are your first stop and your last best hope for Australian Transformers news. I did that joke last week. It's still in the run sheet. Oh well, this is episode 130. We are recording live on November 10th, 10th, not 20th, 10th, 2017. I don't even know what date it is. In this episode, we'll be talking about more power of the primes in package shots, Masterpiece Dinobot causing a few feathers to be ruffled in the direction of its price, a new statue company on the block because we love talking about statues, don't we, Brad? And uh, we will shit on uh, Machinima Titan's return a little bit more. All that coming up and more. Welcome to Australian Transformers Weekly. I'm Jason. Joining me this week, we have Max coming to us all the way from uh, the middle of the country in Adelaide. How's it going, Max? I'm going very well, thank you, Jason. How are you? I'm not too bad. You, you appear to be shrouded in mystery again with uh, your uh, silhouette appearance. Uh, slight, well, I, slightly dark as opposed to the rest of your room there. Well, it's because my uh, lamp has broken again. <laughs> you know, it's a recurring thing when... It'd be like a couple of days before a podcast by bulb bust, so it's always good. I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna send you like ten bucks of ten bucks on PayPal to go to Kmart and get yourself a new lamp for your desk. <laughs> Just me, every because I work the day after a podcast, so they sell light bulbs there, and so it comes to Friday night and the day after <laughs> I have to go buy a light bulb. Fantastic. So uh, joining us also this week, we have Brad from his undisclosed location in Country Victoria. How are you doing, Brad? Everyone knows where I am. And for those playing at home, <laughs> uh, South Australia's bulldozed another power plant. So Max is trying to live off $2 eBay LED torches, hey, and they're not working. They don't, they don't actually have any worries at all as far as power goes. Elon Musk has decided to turn South Australia into a giant battery. It's fine. We can buy it off Victoria and New South Wales if we need any. We don't need our own power stations. <laughs> I'm not, I, I, I feel like you were trying to like become the voice of South Australia there. If it goes like anything else Elon Musk has done over the past few years, it'll fail spectacularly and waste a whole bunch of the government's money. I don't know. Like, I've got a Tesla dealership right opposite my work and they seem to be doing a roaring trade. Okay, anything nine, remotely interesting Elon Musk does. There's nine Tesla recharging stations in front of my city council. I've never seen a single one being used. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. They're, they're, you know, you know what, you know what they're there for, right? They're not for the residents. They're for the people who are driving through your town. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> if you want to get off the highway, fine. Yeah. Well, yeah. You have to get off the highway because they can't make it all the way to Melbourne or no, Angel Gear or wherever they're going. But uh, yeah, no, they'll uh, they'll have to stop and appreciate the local scenery for a time. How are you going, guys? Uh, what have you been up to this week besides Tesla spotting and shitting on Elon Musk? Oh, it's been a busy week, a busy week. Some people had a short week. Unfortunately, the race that stops a nation does not stop a nation, so the rest of us had to work. Hard. Guess what? Guess what? No one on the podcast had Tuesday off. It's okay. Yeah, okay. I'll, okay. <laughs> <laughs> none of us are in Victoria. The one of us who is in well, none of none of the other people on the podcast are in Victoria. The, the one of us, i.e. you, that is, didn't have a day off. 
Uh, I raced home from work, wanted to get some parts for my car so I can go away this weekend. And I get to the door and find closed public holidays and realise, oh, yes, of course, it's stretched this far north. <laughs> oh, so, look, we, sh- we should explain for our few international listeners that um, Australia had a public holiday this week, uh, or a public holiday or a bank holiday, Melbourne. as they um, sometimes called overseas. No, you're right. Sorry, yes, Melbourne had a public holiday on Tuesday for a horse race. And that horse race occurs between 3 o'clock and 3.05 p.m. on that day but um if you're in if you're in melbourne or if you're in victoria right you get you get the day off yeah and let's just go a little bit deeper the schools decide or the schools here decide to uh have monday off and then decide not to have schools open at all on the tuesday as well whereas when i come to school why are they open on the public holiday because it's not a public it's only metro area public holiday well that's what i just said i said victoria and you said yes no, so, it's metro. It was supposed to be metro only, but now the shit's spreading. And <laughs> back in my back in my day, when I used to go to school in flip flops, the uh, you'd go to school until three o'clock, you'd watch a race, and you'd go home. Now the teachers just take a four day long weekend because they teach. I, I gotta say, I went to school in Melbourne, and that never happened. Okay. <laughs> anyway, the. Uh, the race continues to stop a nation, but it doesn't stop us from podcasting. So, <laughs> seems like a nice segue into Max. What have you been up to this week? Uh, pretty much just uh, exams. So, quick, wait, wait, your... quick, 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 quick pop quiz. Did you watch the Melbourne Cup? No, I did not watch the Melbourne Cup. To be honest, I don't know anyone who does. So... We need someone from Melbourne on. <laughs> oh, look, I, I watched the Melbourne Cup. My everyone at work stopped and. Had had oh. a drink and stuff for about you know ten or twenty minutes, and um, then went back to work. It's oh, only pop, qu- pop quiz. Mm-hmm. What horse won? I don't even know what won. Re- what? Rekindling. What was the jockey's name? I've got no idea. <laughs> Who yes. called the race? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Again, it's an excuse to get on the piss, have a party. Actually, actually, you know what? I, I last year this is this is riveting Transformers conversation. Last year there was a massive, massive number of uh, photographs of drunk people like passed out everywhere in bins or whatever around the race course that hit Twitter and BuzzFeed and all that. I haven't seen anything like that this year. Um, the, the, I haven't seen any stories about uh, race goers misbehaving because we just uh, cleaned up our act. No, the self-esteem is a little bit higher where they just turn their phones off before they got pissed. <laughs> <laughs> it has still happened. It's, yeah, they, they learned from last year and planned in advance. Yeah. I've been so Max, there, Max, I've been sober, I can say it happens. <laughs> so, Max, you finished year 12. Hey, yeah, that's fun. Now I've got bugger all to do for the next three months. So, that's fun. Right. And I saw four, which was also... Fun. I thought Ragnarok, Probably I saw that this week as well. It was fantastic. Probably the best Marvel movie from the MCU, at least, in my I've opinion. Heard, I've heard top, yeah, tops, tops of the tops of it. Yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed it. I feel like, um, I feel like the cinema that I saw it in could probably have cranked the volume on the movie a little bit higher because, oh, no. um, it felt like some, it felt like some of the things that were meant to have a bit of an impact just didn't. So I was just like, what, what was that again? Maybe I'm just getting old. Oh no, that wasn't, that wasn't the thing. That was the plot? Okay. <laughs> anyway, I won't shit on it. 
go. <laughs> there's there's well, enough shitting to be done. There's enough shitting to be done <laughs> later on in the show. Put Your Bot to Work Day is a uh, recurring weekly competition in Transformers Collectors Club Australia's discussion group on Facebook. Each Wednesday in the Facebook group, there is a prize. Uh, there's not a prize. There's a post in which everyone can enter for the week's competition. And occasionally, everyone who's, who's won thus far is entered in for a prize at the end of the year. Apparently, there is a prize. Um, Brad, did, have you announced the prize yet? Yes. But for those playing at home and not watching the... Uh, I'll get this open again. The um, pre-show done on the group. That's probably good because if you've downloaded yeah. the podcast, then you wouldn't have. Yeah. Um, Toy World Sea Spray. Nice. Mas- cool. Masterpiece Sea Spray, Masterpiece-styled figure. This guy is heavier than Masterpiece Shockwave. And he's got a nice bottom uh, underside, I should say, with only four screw holes, aerodynamics. So was that you were checking out? You were, che- you were checking out the bottom screws on Sea Spray. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Oh, because we got to we got to do an underbot shot, and there is no underbot. There's just a nice bottom of a hovercraft. So that is it's the kind prize. Of what you expect of a hovercraft, right? So um, well, this week's this week's winner puts this week's winner goes into hot contention for possibly one of the most popular images of the year, and you will see why in a second when um, Brad re re enables my presentation. It should be. Haley Anderson uh, is well known to do a bit of a bit of bit of everything. Actually, she does some modelling, she does some music stuff. So um, she uh, ki- very kindly graced us with this shot. <laughs> she took uh, is that is that Hot Toys Prime? That is the Hot Toys Optimus Prime. The Hot, the hot Toys yeah, Optimus that's the only Prime. Issue of a picture. Yeah. Why Minus is that an issue the issue with the Not actually a Transformer. It's a the robot. Issue in that it's like four hundred dollars and makes no sense, but. That's besides the, the point. The, 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 this is true. This is true. Um, clearly, the first thing people see when they look at this picture is Hot Toys Optimus Prime. Uh, and then very quickly after that, they do notice, uh, you are correct, Max, he is missing the Starscream parts. Uh, we're not entirely sure what's going on there, but it is a massive, massive oversight. And, uh, yeah, look, the judges were called in to see whether or not this image would be allowed to, would be allowed to make it through to the rest of the competition. Uh, they did confer. They they spent a long time conferring over this image. Actually, um, yeah, we were, we were a little bit worried that they might not actually come back. And uh, but come back they did, and uh, they decided yes, the image is valid. And uh, then they went off and talked about it some more. Um, we're not really sure why, but uh, they came back and said the image is valid and it's one. And we got what a, was the, we got what a full was the margin, Brad. Uh, she got twenty three. Next one down was thirteen. But there was there was three people between eleven and thirteen. Thank you, Astro Train. There was, um, <laughs> there, was, there was three people See, between even, eleven. Even the passing trains appreciate Haley's image. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I, uh, I Haley is a, a fourth generation member of the club, and um, she's wearing one of the early shirts there. Which I'll send her a link so we can update that. But. Um, you may need to get her a slightly larger shirt. Like she went, it just, she went it just, it, yeah, it, no, it just doesn't look like it. It covers everything that perhaps it should. It was a contentious post. She, uh, she did post this up during the week and uh, was recommended the post up for Take Your Bot to Work, which put the uh, fear into a lot. But we did have a good turnout. We had the most likes in any of the Take Your Bot to Work 
put your bot to okay. work posts. But um, see that might have been yeah. yeah, that might have been people just double posting, which won't happen next year. I can assure you. <laughs> like All right. Thank you, Haley, and uh, we are going to move on to some news. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> swiftly on and get to the news straight into news Asbury news that will take us into some news what news comes from by yonder shit guns at the ready we're going to talk about machinima's titans return i believe we coined the phrase machinima last year for combiner wars it may be making a comeback the titans return trailer is now online it uh, came out a couple of days a couple of days ago, features Metroplex and Trypticon going against each other. Um, no real surprise there. Also features a few revelations about uh, Trypticon's possible origins in the Titans Return series, uh, being that he appears to be Starscream. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I love it when they decide to spoil things in a trailer. It just means you're going in there. Oh, yeah. You know, you could look at it objectively. It's not. It's not. It's not the spoiler. It's just it's not like, like a, Max. It's not the spoiler. That's a, like the reason I'm face palming. The reason I'm face palming is because of what what actually was revealed. It, uh, yeah, that that I can't take an issue with you on that. We commented last week why Ray's Romano's brother's Dick Curly Hair, whatever his name is, couldn't be the voice actor of Trypticon in this series. Now we know why they didn't go back to the original <laughs> series because oh no, we have a lesser a lesser Starscream voice actor that is going to be the reincarnation of Starscream embodying Trypticon. So early on in early on in the trailer, um, Perceptor examines Starscream's remains and says something is very, very strange. Uh, and then there's a, a rapid fire series of cuts and then suddenly Trypticon appears and Metroplex starts doing battle with him. And that is at least as far as the trailer goes. It's very, very concerning for me personally because later in the trailer, it's kind of funny. You've got, um, it's it's sort of like you've got Optimus Prime and Megatron just sort of standing on the sidelines, quipping at each other. And yeah. they're just standing there looking at presumably Metroplex and Trypticon fighting. And uh, Prime, says to Me- Prime says to Megatron, um, he says, uh, uh, says, like, this is chaos on a level that none of us have ever seen before. And I'm like, Prime, do you remember that time Megatron brought Cybertron to Earth and nearly destroyed the planet? Again, this is not focusing or recognising anything that's come before. So, th- so this, this, is, this is something that someone actually, someone actually said to me when I said this on Twitter. They said, um, if it's not explicitly stated that this is a sequel or a follow-up to G1, it's in a different universe. So Megatron never apparently nearly destroyed Earth in this universe. But didn't Prime, didn't, didn't Prime build Metroplex? Don't they know? Haven't the Titans ever existed before? Obviously not. We get a couple of the combiners back here again, which, yay. The, the way you're speaking, Brad, Brad you, it sounds you like you're expecting yourself. something to make sense. I'm yeah. just trying, I'm Brad, trying you, to shit you, on it. I'm trying Brad, to be open. You tortured, you tortured yourself this week by watching Combiner Wars. Oh. Now, remind oh. me if I, correct me if I'm wrong, at the end of Combiner Wars, did they not look up to the, look up to the stars where like some, 
bright stuff had appeared and they said, oh, the Titans have returned. It was either Prime or Windblade said the Titans are coming. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, the, well, red guess what? Coming, guess the red what? keeps coming. Yeah. <laughs> guess what? They're, they appear to be below their feet. Yeah. They're not coming. They're not coming from up high. Well, um, even Crypticon just seems to and appear like there's flames above him, and he's there, and just just yeah. <laughs> I don't. The animation. No, rephrase that. The character models I absolutely love. Everything looks crisp. It looks fantastic until they move, and yeah. then yeah, like half a dozen. It looks worse than a bloody. Cutscene from Tomb Raider One, like it just. I, th- I, I thought, I, yeah, oh. this is the thing, right? It looks basically like it's a really big computer game cutscene. Yeah, but yeah. it was like from 1998 or something like that. And it's like when someone walks across the room, it's like they haven't bothered to actually match their feet to the floor, and so they end up sort of like moonwalking. Yeah, yeah. We see Hot Rod's back. Oh, it's actually Rodimus. It's not Hot Rod. Which, okay, he's got his arm back on, so. Some some time has passed. Right, he's harmless. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, no sign of Windblade's magic saber that can cut through God. Combiners. But, um, <laughs> all those combiners you cut in half a back, so I don't know what happened there. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just... I, I said this before when I'd done the live stream on the group. It just, it's supposed to be something new, even advertising the current releases yet you've got a G1-looking Trypticon and not the Titans Return-looking Trypticon. We've now had a third leader or um, Voyager Prime release, yet we're still looking at the G1 Prime, whereas Megatron's still the Combiner Wars Prime. And just, yeah, I don't know what they're trying to do. I don't know what the purpose of this is at all. I think we've, we've all pretty much agreed. Whatever cart- oh, cartoon, whatever comic ideas they're trying to pull, this is, failing this is big not. Time. This is yeah. not from a comic anymore. Okay, yeah, and I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bring I'm just using that as an example. I don't want to. I'm not gonna shit on the comics. This is what you get when you want comics on TV. So um, make make it make a note, make a note. Um, November tenth. It's uh, nine forty three p.m. Brad did say he's not going to shit on the comics <laughs> for this. It's for this, going, it's going it's going into the history books. But, um, yeah, look, confidence level I don't think is very high. Max, how are you feeling about Titan's Return? Oh, I might be excited if it had at least 30 frames a second. <laughs> what, what, what is it? It's not that. <laughs> what? It's like is it eight? Something Maybe. like that. Oh. It's a, worse than some stop motions I've seen, that's for sure. There's a couple yeah, of cuts uh, where uh, you uh, see the bots from above. It looks like the frame actually goes backwards. It like there's a missile or something launched that like it jumps back and, and there. Yeah, yeah I, I I don't think the preview was very well cut together. I will say that, and um, I didn't think the frame rate was especially a problem with Combiner Wars. So I don't know, but you you, you got to wonder why they would let that go out like that, right? Well, it, it all depends on like the animation frame rate if it's been properly synced. I don't know, whatever happened happens there but it's all it's, it's all just, digital there's no there's no syncing or anything that has to happen it's just yeah it seems like a really poor frame rate anyway um I uh, so, my single worst my single worst issue with this is it's going to be an hour and a half long or whatever the runtime is 
I just yeah, remember yeah, going so, into the yeah. original Combiner Wars series. We were all disappointed at how short it was before it came out. Now this is coming, and we want it to be over. Uh, this will be interesting. Um, first episode does come out November 14th, which, uh, which should be like Tuesday or Wednesday morning. It'll probably be like Wednesday morning our time. I uh, might have to uh, turn post approval on for that day. <laughs> I, 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 I doubt it. Uh, All right. Shall we? Play Move nice. On? Play nice. Play nice, guys. <laughs> we'll talk about it next week. I'm sure we'll love it. Sort of. Let's move on. Power of the Primes is uh, gearing up to hit US retail. Um, there is likely to be a few figures make it out in time for Christmas, according to a, an update from Robot Kingdom this week. Uh, and we are starting to see some in-package in images for some of the figures. So uh, first up, we have uh, very handily named Dinobot Grimlock. Thanks, guys. Um, who we, we've seen? The, we've seen his. Um, We've seen his uh, his poster art uh, before, although his artwork's actually truncated slightly on the packaging. So the one that we showed on the uh, podcast a few weeks ago, maybe go back and grab that if you're a fan of the um if you're if you're a fan of the figure or fan of the uh, design. Um, he looks very much like Grimlock, but he also looks very much like a, um, a 2015, 16, 17 combiner torso. Yeah, yeah he's just got those slightly off proportions that mm. it's like. He, all the basic details of air, but it's just like some things are too big, some things are too small, and it's just a whole bunch of little bits like that that make it look way off. Yeah, what a shame. He look, he does look um, like, like I, don't, I don't, I don't mind his look, but um, there are just some parts. It's like the longer you look at it, the more you're like, hang oh. on a minute, something's <laughs> not quite right. <laughs> oh no, what's wrong, Brad? I tell, don't wanna, tell us I, don't, I really do not want to look at that robot mode. That that's fine. The dynamite dynamite. The dino mode's fine, except for the combiner port at the end of the tail, which just we there's probably there's there's probably one on the other side too. Yeah, there is. Um, we we talked when we seen the production phases come out with the the gold and what may be a clear coating over the gold, which in dino mode it. There mm, again. Yeah. Biomode, it definitely looks like there's a clear coating over gold paint. On his but if neck, you go back to the, yeah, but look at the where the Autobot symbol is on his doodle. Mm, um, yeah, you can sort of see that thing, but there it doesn't look like it at all. But no, you, torso, you, yeah, you actually can sort of see it on that. Oh, I can see it on the hinge. Yeah, that, but that that torso is just. These right, are not so, right, these, so, these are not generations figures at all. This is well, Times Return. No, they're not. They are not. They this are. does not match the generations line at all. So, so, sorry, but um, there you go. It's a, no. it's a generations figure. No. I'll get it's my right black there on the top right of the box. I'm going to get my black texture. I'm going to scrub them all out. <laughs> when you when you do that, someone in the toy section is just going to be like, "Are you that fucking guy who keeps dropping TCCA cards in our stock?" <laughs> Sticking stickers, terrifying. We can't peel them off. Times return. Uh, times return. Power of the primes. Grimlock is a what? What? What's the what's the phrase I'm looking for? A suspiciously regarded wait and see. Yeah. These these Dinobots. These Dinobots were the only thing I was interested in this line, apart from Hot Rod, and not expectation is dropping. No. No. Not this guy. Not interested in Evolution Optimus Prime. 
No, because without that chest, if you want a Orion Pax, this torso is useless. Of course they are. That's the point Unless of the evolution buy, gimmick. Unless you buy two. But that's that's the evolution gimmick. All the leader classes have them now. Oh, it's, a, it's, the la- it, it's the latest in thing. Yeah. No, fine, I'll get MP10. <laughs> mm. I, I will say yeah, the, can we, the can we Prime, though, it's like... I suspect it won't do too well because it's just another Prime. But compared to Grimlock and Rodimus, that looks just amazing. I'm glad it comes with a like, genuine like, accurate like Rodimus. I like, I, like, come I, like, I, like, I like Rodimus. I think his arms look weird. Um, like, not yeah. his arms, but his shoulder. Yeah, like, That's... the fact that his shoulder joint is attached to his neck. Because, yeah. <laughs> that's that's the engineering engineering for the Winnebago mode, though. And to incorporate the, the car, because it's not like Prime where the cab can just become the cab. Or however that works. Mm. So, Max, buying any of these? Uh, nah. <laughs> like, that Prime looks good, but as I said, it is just another Prime. The stickers on his uh, shoulders look a little bit lackluster. It's almost like uh, it's almost like someone's just like, oh, we've got some we've got some stickers that we can put on here. Like they're leftovers from some other smaller figure. They're like, oh, do they fit on his shoulders? Nah, not really. Ah, oh, fuck it. Let's do it anyway. Well, we said it last week. Stickers, stickers, stickers. It's it's this no, no. Line. I mean, the size of the Autobot stickers are pretty small. Yeah, but even their sides look like they're peeling. They do, don't they? We've seen the Star Scream last week. It's just the stickers, even though they're applied, have already started coming off as photos are being taken. It's just. <laughs> uh, I didn't really see that in the Star Scream. I, I thought I thought the stickers looked like they'd been pretty well applied on Star Scream. Oh no, I thought there was some curl on the sides. Might might not have been, but just just paint it on, paint <laughs> paint it. <laughs> Wait and see. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm losing. I'm going to get Rodimus for the young fellow to play with and just as a curiosity piece, but... Okay. We've also seen some Wave 1 Legends in package for the first time. So we've got uh, Windcharger here, uh, the female Dinobot Slash, and Beachcomber. Now, the Generations series for the last few years has had a pretty good game in the Legends scale, and I think that's set to continue with these guys. Like, I, I'm, I'm genuinely happy with them. I'm less taken by Slash because I don't, I don't like have any frame of reference of the character, but Beachcomber and Windcharger look fantastic. Um, and apparently we are expecting to see these guys on shelves by about February. The, the way I'm seeing this Titan, and, um, this Power of a Primes line is the stuff like the Leaders and the Voyagers where the stuff that they do is very line-specific in terms of whether they interact with each other. Um, that's getting a lot of less warm reception. But the stuff like the Legends and Deluxes, which is a lot more in-keeping with what the Generations line has been for the past couple of years, that's all st- still being really well-received. Mm, yeah. I do, have a, I, do, I do have a question in here on the run sheet to ask, uh, what is your feeling on Power of the Primes? I think Brad's made his position fairly clear on it. How do you feel about it, Max? Uh, like I said, I think the stuff that is oriented towards the gimmick of Power of a Prime specifically, I don't think is looking all that promising. But the stuff like the Legends and a couple of the Deluxes that are still in this really the same vein as the figures we've been getting for the past couple of years without necessarily tying into the gimmick of Power of a Primes, I think those look a lot better. 
Mm. Yeah, I think that sounds fair. I, I'm not. I'm actually not really. I'm actually not really planning on buying any of Power of the Primes. Like, um, I need to. I mean, I need to stop buying a lot of stuff. But um, especially the last few weeks, I've just been. Uh, I haven't had many figures for all, the whole year, and just the last few weeks, I've just got ah, oh, figure, 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 figure. Um, but like, yeah, I'm not really, not really planning to get any of the Power of the Primes. Like, I don't need that Optimus. I don't need that Rodimus. Um, We'll see what happens when they um, come down to twenty nine dollars a target on a um, mistaken price drop. But uh, the Legends guys, the Legends guys do look really good, but they're twenty bucks, and I'm not sure that it, I'm not sure that I think they're worth twenty bucks as well. Yeah, well, those... the thing is, they've been twenty bucks for the past few years, but since Combiner Wars, they stopped coming with any accessories. Mm. So they've actually drop the amount of money that's going into the figure but we're still paying 20 bucks for it yeah well look, look plastic is expensive um i mean there's a there's plastic is actually the, the amount of plastic that goes into a figure is affected by the uh, price of oil when it comes down to it and so uh, everything's getting more expensive and so you can expect to either see less stuff packed in or more um I guess if, if we flip back to if we flip back to look at Grimlock, right? You're going to see more cases of this where, like, the arms have these hollow parts in them that uh, are, they're designed to sort of flesh out the size, but they're not using that much plastic to make it. And for one thing, it keeps the weight of the figure down, but it also means they don't use as much plastic to make it, so it's cheaper for them to manufacture, and they can keep the figure at the price points that we're used to. Yeah. It's just a bit of a shame. It's a, it's a bit of a shame when it comes to figures like this. Like this beach camera looks fantastic, but if you if you like twirl his legs over just a little bit to the inside, you're going to see that those legs are hollow. But then you got to look at the other thing too: is you're not going to get a repaint out of this beach camera. Maybe wind charge will be tailgate. Is that no? That's a maybe tomorrow. Um, but just. These at least these legends figures still sort of fit that generation's feel. Has, has there been apart from the Insecticons, maybe one or two being a repaint of past releases? Has there been a bad legends figure? Wheelie didn't really peg together all that well, but apart from that, he still looks great. Yeah, like yeah. basically, and actually, actually, Wheelie is actually a figure that hasn't been repainted. No, no, none apart from the. Um, they, well, so they did a repaint of Power Glide. They did Wind Charger, his old version. Um, they did a repaint of one of the Insecticons. So, like, they're definitely they're definitely happening. Um, yeah, but the, the the Viper repaint is probably a more sought after figure than the Power Glide. Like, <laughs> I don't know if that's really true these days. Yeah, well, but, back um, then. But... And like, you know, you can you can you can easily do like a, a green Beachcomber and make him a G two or something like that. Yeah, and <laughs> maybe the worst. Legends figure we've gotten would have been that um, uh, wind charger and tailgate mold, mm. but even then, that's the worst, that's a bad figure by the current standards. If we look at it in terms of legends from before this sort of reboot of the line, that's above and beyond anything else. Yeah, yeah, true. Uh, and and that figure is actually from before. His um his combiner wars release was not the first release of that mold. Mm. You know what I mean? I mean, like, since they sort of rebooted Legends in Thrilling 30 and started giving them a mm. post building, what have you. Yeah. Plus, right. they've, all, plus they've all got the ability to have a, a Titan Master drive them, which is just... Yes, they don't come with a Titan Master, but there's that many of the little 
head guys out there at the moment. It's a pilot, so. I think it's interesting that uh, Takara, when they package these guys, they do actually put a Titan Master in there, possibly just yeah. to keep the keep the price of it a little bit higher. Well, it's naturally higher, but yeah. All right, let's move on. Um, there's something else. There's something else in our near future, as far as news goes, that is sure to uh, ruffle feathers and make people annoyed. It's this dude. <laughs> so uh, Takara's Takara this week. Uh, actually, I don't think Takara actually announced this, but it has come out this week that Masterpiece MP41 will be another Beast Wars figure. It is going to be Dinobot. And he's pretty much going to be one of the most expensive masterpieces ever. He's expecting to fetch 28,000 yen, which is about 245, 250 US dollars. That is right up there as far as masterpiece prices go. One of our local retailers has it up for 269. And uh, so it's got collectors wondering what is what exactly is the figure's scale going to be? Is there, uh, is there going to be a large number of accessories that make the figure more expensive than even Megatron recently? And, you know, just, just what is the deal? Yeah, uh, mm. Honestly, regardless of how the justification for pricing eventuates, I honestly think that the price they've gone to is just fucking inexcusable. It's ridiculous. Let, 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 let's, go, let's, go let's go through some things. Like, so Cybertron has, uh, Cybertron has said that uh, they, found a, they found a Chinese language post written on the uh, TFND Facebook page that says... Masterpiece Dinobot will have a fully posable Raptor mode. It'll have beast mode eyes that can be changed, sculpted scales under a layer of printed texture all throughout the beast mode body. So that's going to that's gonna be a very expensive finish on the figure. Robot mode is going to be bigger and broader than Optimus Primal. Uh, his hand can hold both of these weapons. The tail, the tail shield spins. And he also comes with two extra faces, and he'll have two different colored eyepieces to be used with a light-up feature that allows you to replicate the laser beams that we're looking at um, on screen at the moment. <laughs> oh, and, he will, and he will come with a gold disc accessory and a base that can be used in both modes. Brad, you, you joked that the, uh, the, gold, the gold disc accessory is real gold, and that hence, hence the price of the figure. <laughs> but, like, this is a pretty impressive list of things to go into a masterpiece for you. Like... I, I kind of feel like it, I kind of feel like the character deserves it as well because there's so many unique touch points for the figure. But I also kind of feel like um, aren't they aren't they like a year late in announcing this? Like this this should have been the this should have been the triumphant thirtieth anniversary for uh, for Beast Wars. This shouldn't be the year after. Uh, by the way, it's it's due for June twenty eighteen release. Hmm. Yeah, they don't care. <laughs> <laughs> They've at we're least not, announced it during the 30th anniversary. Yeah, year. yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get it out next year. If if this thing yeah. comes with a set of green eye beams attached to its head, no, um, I think he I think he lights up. Oh, oh. <laughs> so uh, so oh. I'm, I'm not a Beast Wars person. Brad, are you excited about the possibility of getting such a, a big detailed uh, Beast Wars masterpiece figure? I, you do need to look deeper into it. Uh, we've, I've, I've, I've crapped on Hot Rod, not Hot Rod, um, Ironhide and Ratchet of having the sled, seventeen tools and fixtures and all that crap just to have it a uh, have it above a hundred dollars. Um, Hot Rod having all those accessories when I just wanted the fishing rod. It's 
it's going to have accessories. Whether those accessories add to the price much or not, um, it remains to be seen. The engineering for this guy is definitely something that's not going to be reused from a previous figure. Like, it's a completely new mold. They've had to do the engineering. Oh, by all accounts, he's probably one of the larger... Um... Yeah. One of the larger masterpiece figures. So, yes, he's definitely a new mold. Yeah, and we've seen people have been posting comparison photos during the week of where he sort of stands with Primal and that he should be a little bit larger. Again, there's some inconsistencies there, just like G1, it, it happens. <laughs> well, according, um, so according to the according to the TFND um, poster, yes, he is going to be bigger and broader than Primal. Mm. But I fear he's got to do more than Primal 2. Like, there's a lot of different things he has to do to get from that dino mode, dino mode into robot mode. Um, well, in, uh, in, indubitably, but, like, this is the thing with beast formers, right? Yeah. But then you've got to say, right, he's 250 bucks. Well, that's what MP10 is, and he's got a trailer. So... Yeah, I don't. Yeah, but that's MP10 marked up prices, and this is that's this guy's regular price in USD as well. Well, what's the higher Star Saber was about two thirty, two forty, or not even that. Well, I don't know. I feel like you can get Star Saber um, for like retail two hundred easily when it uh, come out. Yeah, even when it came out, I felt like you could get it for that sort of a price. I could be totally mm, wrong. Yeah. So has there been something worth more than this yet? There hasn't, has there? I, I actually think, think no. So, open. Brad, you, you said he's the most expensive Masterpiece Beast Wars figure. I actually think he's the most expensive Masterpiece. Yeah. Again, if there's a nice little mint-pressed mint gold coin he comes with <laughs> as the <laughs> golden coin, it'd be fantastic. And so not I, a painted... So I have a question for you. How much is too much for a Masterpiece figure? Well, I'll, I'll always complain that 14 accessories could have been cut just to have the figure $50 cheaper or something, but collectors want those accessories to pose with their figures. I kind of feel like all the accessories in Masterpiece figures are a newer thing, like a more recent thing, and it's kind of oh, a yeah. response to the fact that third-party figures have a lot of accessories now. Yeah, yeah. And... We've seen okay, maybe the original, maybe the Coneheads weren't uh, expensive when they were released by Takara Tami Mole, but in third, in re-release or in the second-hand market, they have skyrocketed, and they can say oh, right, yeah. So, I, I, like, as someone who has as someone who has Coneheads for sale at the moment as well, like, I had to pay to get them here from Japan. Like, it's actually kind of expensive. Yeah. So. All right. So. <laughs> Let's move on. We don't really have an answer for how much is too much for a masterpiece figure. It's a, it's a fantastic um, character, and I, I I need to have it. I want to have it, and I'll be, paying, I'll be paying that money to buy it. I I know you put it on lay by this week. I just yeah, Max. Nah, it, well, you know my thoughts on Beast Wars, and that price is just inexcusable in my regard. <laughs> Now, tell me, um, have any of you guys ever gone into a comic shop and purchased some of the kid robot vinyl figures? I have no idea what those are, so... So there these... Um, <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think I've got any of them left here, but uh, there are these... Um, 
uh, there were these figures that they sort of had like uh, comically oversized heads for the the characters. Um, the guy, the company who makes them, Kid Robots, they are doing a series of. They're not actually necessarily figures. They're just sort of like more pins and collectibles and stuff, um, based on the Transformers Transformers versus GI Joe IDW comic series. Now, I don't know if I don't know. I was going to say I don't know if either of you have read the comics. I know Brad hasn't. Max, have you read the, the Transformers GI Joe comics? Uh, no, I've read the current crossovers between the two, but the actual. Um dedicated so, series on reds so the actual dedicated series is absolutely utterly delightfully bonkers it's kind of like a kid playing with their toy set and just chopping and changing <laughs> the narrative all the time um it is pretty amazing and so i actually i feel like it's i feel like it's pretty amazing to see these guys um see these guys uh, uh come up like this and I'm actually, I'm actually just wondering, like with Transformers and GIJ, that I'm actually wondering, looking at the um, boxes, whether it might. Yeah, and I'm, pre I'm pretty sure that's based on the IDW one and not the, um, the Devil's Due one as well, which sort of goes the other way. But um, yeah, so there's a, so there's a couple of pins there: Starscream, uh, Starscream, Bumblebee, Grimlock, and Megatron. Uh, there's a few other pins shown in one of the pictures there's a little skateboard deck um and yeah so they're all they're all blind bagged you can get whatever in you get whatever whatever figure in uh, whatever box you get so these guys are coming out towards the end of the year and they're usually priced they're usually priced so you know if you see them at the counter at the comic book shop you'll just be like yeah i'll hand over like you know seven or eight dollars and you know get a random a random transformer piece inside it we'll see how it goes what's with the uh will and wallace Starscream face. Is that something for the comics? I, I don't actually know. I, I, I haven't read the comics, but um, yeah. It almost don't. looks like a deconstructed face or something. Anyway, yeah, he might be missing. What if you lost a face? <laughs> <laughs> uh, some other news before we move on to uh, before we move on to some statue stuff. Um, this one came up during the week. I thought this was a little bit interesting because um, we noticed with we noticed with Age of Extinction that there was a greater focus put on uh, China and Chinese settings, mostly, namely Hong Kong, in um, Age of Extinction. And uh, Paramount has been working with this Chinese company called Huawei Media for a couple, a couple of years now in financing some of their production. And uh, the news came out this week that uh, that partnership is kaput. Um, they are not happy about their return on investment in their in their figures, and <laughs> we we spent a long time talking about uh, the last night's box office returns and takings earlier this year. And uh, yeah, it seems like these guys might have been paying a little bit closer attention to the box office takings than even we were. Okay. So effective immediately, that uh, co-financing deal is off, and Paramount will have to go and. Uh, Find other financing for their figures, and it's interesting that um, it's interesting that Hasbro has also signed up with Paramount for I think it was a five-year deal for turning toys into movies. It emerged this week, so maybe Hasbro is going to be financing some of their own movies. We'll see. I find that the Paramount's chairman and CEO is Jim Giannopoulos. I wonder if he's a relation to the Melbourne Wog Boy. Okay. That's a 1996 reference. 
No, no, we got it. We just didn't think it was very good. Oh. <laughs> Max. And this is why I'm buying a tuba. <laughs> yeah, this is... It's, it's worrying because there was... For a while, everyone was so sure that, okay, Transformers is going to do incredibly well in China and that we're going to have this sort of renaissance of a franchise where China just funnels billions of dollars into it. And between this and the last night's performance, it's worrying to see when that might actually not eventuate. Remind me what China had to do with the last night, though. Like, Age of Extinction, we went to Hong Kong. Oh, so uh, so just, just, just because you have Chinese money in, you know, in terms of making the figure doesn't mean that they have to see you go and film in China. Um, it was, it did mainly drive some of the, um, so China drove a lot of the financial success of Age of Extinction, possibly because they actually did film part of it in China and they didn't with the last night. But um, it's purely a financing thing. Like they don't, they're not coming in and going, you must visit Hong Kong if you're going to use our money. No, but it was implied. That whole lockdown prime fight was implied over there, although you could see the Sears Tower in the background, which... <laughs> production snafu. Um, that's the thing, though. It was implied KSI had their China base and went over there for the last act, but I don't... The last night didn't... Apples. Don't know. There was nothing there. <laughs> yeah, there was Chinese product placement, which apparently audiences in China like audibly laughed at in the cinema. Because it was seen in England. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> so that, that's all the Chinese relation that was actually in there. And then they cut that out of the DVD release. Yeah. Here's, here's something. Have 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 two two to five minutes of the Dinobots wreaking havoc in some Chinese botanical gardens while um they're trying to get them on the ship to take them to something. Try. Sorry, I'm just trying to shut down something that's showing notifications over my screen while my cat is sitting on my mouse. That'll do it. <laughs> right, sorry. It's been, um, it's, been, it's been one of those weeks for uh, studios going at each other, so, hey. Why? Why? What else has been going on? Well, there's been that clickbaity thing about Hasbro buying Takara or something. Oh yeah, sure. There was, yeah, in fact, I'm surprised that didn't make it into the run sheet tonight. So yeah, That's it's sort of a it's a, well, it's a it's a resurrection of a um, a story that came out around uh, June that uh, yeah, um, Hasbro is apparently interested in purchasing Takara, and of course, people are you know running around like the sky is falling, going, "Oh my god, you know, Hasbro can't own Takara." Shit. They are losing their shit without realizing the fact that both companies work really closely together already on this franchise yeah. and it's really not going to change anything if it happens. Yeah. When it happens, we'll report. Right. <laughs> let's move Let's move on to some fun stuff. Um, For me, yay. A new statue manufacturer in China has popped up with possibly the most hilarious name of a statue manufacturer ever. I'm actually not sure whether or not they thought they needed to name their company after the material that they're using or like... Uh, I guess they're not using titanium, are they? But uh, the, the statue company is called Titanium Alloy. Uh, their first statue is a Fall of Cybertron-esque, I guess, Optimus Prime uh, figure measuring 30 inches tall. There is some speculation that it may not be officially licensed yet because there are no uh, 
there are no Autobot uh, symbols on him, but damn, he looks nice. Uh, and we do know that Hasbro does often license um, Transformers likenesses to statue manufacturers. So there's a high likelihood that this will end up being an officially licensed product. There's there's your there's your rear shot, Brad. Not a single screw in start. <laughs> Happy. Yeah, love so those bullet. Bloody well hope so. Yeah, love those bullet effects. I just, I just love the bullet effects on figures. Hmm. I'm not personally that interested in the statue, but um, I, I actually, I, I appreciate their presentation more. Like the presentation and like the graphic effects make this figure look utterly, utterly badass. Yeah, um, it looks cool. Be great yeah. if it could do something. Oh, it does. It's doing something right there, like that hip placement and hip. Yeah, it's, it's 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 clearly doing something just by sitting there. <laughs> I'm gonna let you two argue this out for a minute. Okay. The um, it's funny. We uh, production note. We've stopped using other sites for news and just gone solely for TFW because they've normally been pretty on par with writing their news stories. However, the title for this news story was "New War Within Statue," which just is not War Within. This is clearly for Cybertron. But um, I just love love the for Cybertron. War for Cybertron aesthetic. This is how G1 should have been before the Ark crashed on Earth. And I just, I love these bots. I haven't got the Planet X Prime as much as I'd love to. I've got the official one from Hasbro. I can have that transform into a truck if I need be. Yeah, I think one of the things that's really, at least grabbing me about this is how different proportionally he looks from between the front and back shots. Like when mm. you look at him front on, he does seem to have that really chunky full of Cybertron aesthetic. But in the shots where you're looking at him from the back, he just looks a lot more sleek and sort of, I don't know, animation styled, I guess. He, he's, I'm going to say he's smaller than what he should be. Yeah. Just, He's, he's too, again, it's that whole humanoid look and aesthetic. Um, a really yeah, tiny, really tiny hips and waist. Yeah. The, the, shoulders, the shoulders are way too big, but that's only so they can repaint it to Magnus. That's that's the only reason that's a, that's it. That's a, that's, a, that's a child. Holy Mr. shit. He's 78 centimetres tall. He's a oh. statue. Of course he is. Yeah, but that's bigger than Prime 1. Uh, I'll rethink those words and report next week. But still, it's just I just he's, he's got enough enough different color in him. Yeah, he just looks like, like I was saying, presentation wise, I think they've um, I think they've done a, an utterly amazing job. Just look at the lighting behind this guy. You can see that he's there's a, a blue light sort of coming at him from the rear. It looks fantastic. Um, I'm actually just wondering is the this, uh, oh, the smoky effect is actually only on that one image. So yeah, yeah, yeah they've, they've composed. You know, they've got they've done a good job of sort of compositing. It's it is never going to look this good in your lounge room, but um, okay. right now, right here, it looks amazing. Mm. You know what? They'd be better off just producing like wallpapers for your phone. Oh yeah, yep. Yeah, even just the images here, it looks like um, you know, animation accurate enough that you could basically just use that as your wallpaper. Yeah, it does, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
except now Axe. Yeah, that is the thing. Who knows? This they don't even know if it's um if it licensed or not yet. So uh, mm. a lot of the statues seem to have you know swappable accessories and what have you. So I'm guessing that... you might be able to pull the hands out and throw in like a pose or something like that. Yeah, that last shot looks like a prototype, whereas this looks like a CG model. That last shot, that looks like it's real. That? Yeah. This one that you're looking at now with his feet? Yeah. Oh, that looks, looks like, like a real... This looks like CG. You reckon? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, right. like, like yeah, it, just, it looks it looks CG. Like, look look at where the um where the base is on the on the ground. Like, it just looks like it's rendered. The shadow there, though. That doesn't that doesn't mean anything. There's there's shadow, but it's really small, and so like it sort of would imply okay. there's a there's a lot of light, but there's a lot of light that's missing from behind it. Okay. I know. I just I, I actually am wondering if all of these are CG. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise well, me. If they haven't even got their website up yet for their company, mm. it's sort of this is just proof of concept to say this is what we're going to do. Yeah, see, this looks CG rendered from here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that does. Interesting it, approach with the sort of smokestacks. I don't recall them ever being gold before. They weren't that big either. The whole, the whole top of the shoulder is way out of proportion than what it should have been, or what it, what it was, I should say. Again, whether that's just so they can incorporate a magnus repaint i don't know but even magnus wasn't that <laughs> shoulder stacky <laughs> fair enough got a couple got a couple of little figures to look at uh before we before we finish up mm -hmm. all right so um we wanted to have a bit of a look back at some of the figures from uh the uh singapore what was it singapore games shanghai and games was it shanghai it's not singapore you said it was singapore earlier yeah i know I know, I got it wrong. You said, you literally said it. <laughs> no, Oops. and I got, I got it wrong. So uh, there's next one in Shanghai a couple, couple of weeks ago. Um, and while the, the the photographs from that expo have been around for a while, there were a couple of things that we wanted to, we wanted to particularly draw some attention to. So um, Brad is quite into this uh, unique toys Bruticus combiner. And apparently this was derived from a... Um, Apparently, this was derived from a, a design that was originally intended to be um, uh, Bruticus for Toy World, um, but that that didn't end up happening. And so, because uh, Unique Toys hasn't had to do much of the design work, the figures have ended up quite cheap. So uh, we'll we'll see how that goes. He's a, he's an impressive looking figure, and he's pretty tall, um, especially compared to that Iron Factory Seeker <laughs> next to him. That could be a dead sign, but oh, that's a time. That's like a Revel Tech Thundercracker. Is that? Looks like yeah, looks like it's a. Yeah, that's. Yeah, you're right. I said repainted Revel Tech Starscream. No, there's actually there's actually a company that's been doing sort of like their own Revel Tech style figures for a few years now, but they're not that easy to get a hold of outside of uh, outside of China. I didn't know so, they yeah, did seekers though. Well, they might have. Like, who can tell? We haven't we haven't looked at them in a while. But either way, these are those those. That's a pretty small figure standing next to it. So it just sort of goes to show how big this guy is as well. Um, he's got he's got enormous shoulders. This is what. I... Yeah, this, the the whole G one thing where the space shuttle is the same size as a helicopter. <laughs> being a masterpiece scaled figure, you'd you'd think that they'd sort of compact. I don't know, how are they going to fix that? Just fold 
the chopper tail down around the side or something in the front of the I don't know. Yeah, I kind of I kind of feel like I can see why this I can see why Toy World was like yeah nah. Yeah. We'll see. Apparently, um, apparently the fires in that aren't part of the um, transformation with onslaught. They're actually uh, additional pieces. Yeah, additional pieces, just so you don't have that extra torso complexity of the onslaught figure. But at least yeah. the head looks decent. I tell you what, I'm looking up on my shelf at the moment. I can see a uh, combinable G2 Bruticus, and I can see the uh, oversized Jinbound Bruticus. I don't need another one. I don't care about this. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I and don't understand this this third party trend. If everyone does the same thing at once, I just don't see how it's profitable. I mean, it must be to some extent because they keep on doing it. But I kind of I kind of feel like there's a bit of an effort not to in the last six months or so. But like generally, what ends up happening, um, we have it on authority from some some people who claim to know these things, is that. The companies will go out and say, right, we want to do Bruticus. And they'll ask a few designers to do, to, you know, sort of submit uh, almost a tender or a proposal for doing Bruticus. They'll choose one. And the other guys will go shop them around at other companies. And so that's how they all end up doing the same thing at the same time. Mm. Yeah, so there are so sort of freelance designers because often you'll see things labeled as like Cassie Sark or Black Apple and whatever you. And regardless of the company so like you'll see um cassie sark uploaded some stuff the other day but it, he didn't it wasn't linked to mastermind creation so it's basically saying hey i'll sell this to someone else mm, so yeah. there is sort of a, a bit of a freelance nature to it i think i think there has to be like um these companies can't afford to pay people a wage to sort of stay there and work for them all year round so you know it's very much a the lead time that uh, each of these figures requires to manufacture means that there's going to be downtime, right? Mm-hmm. Max, you wanted to talk about this guy. This is, um, uh, what did you say? It was Ro- Road, was he Road? Uh, Rolling Road? Thunder. Optimus Rolling Thunder, Prime. sorry. That's right, yeah. From Rolling Thunder Optimus Prime. I think this is just interesting because it looks like a pretty good figure, but um, it's all, it's a matter of, also, just where this is coming from. So, a few years back, uh, Don Figueroa, who did art for RDW, made a design of Optimus Prime that turns into the Rolling Thunder, which is a vehicle from G.I. Joe. And now TFC is reproducing it as this figure here. I, I tell you what, if you've done any Transformers art on the internet, sooner or later, someone in China is going to pick it up and go, I can make a toy of that. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. It seems to be that case recently. It's just absolutely everything's coming out on the market. Is this a no faceplate prime? Is that a smile I can see? I'm not sure. Yeah, that's, Maybe. That does look strange. Maybe it's a softball thing. Or yeah, yeah, it might be just the plastic. Cell. Yeah. It's a beefy bot. Like it's it's got some mass. He do, he actually looks quite quite impressively proportioned, um, like properly coloured. Everything this should be this should be quite good. Yeah. yeah. Apparently they're doing a um, one version done up in Optimus Prime colours and another version in green camo. Yeah. Which is like okay. the colour of the original GI Joe toy. I did I did see a pretend digibash of that actually. Yeah. Someone posted up during the week. 
Um, I wasn't actually sure what it was at the time. But yeah. yeah. Fully articulated fingers. All the better for yep. grabbing you, Barbara. He's coming to get you, Barbara. Let's let's move on. <laughs> uh, so there was also uh, so Max, you were quite interested in the Iron Factory figures, and rightly so. Um, when we were talking about these last week, with with uh, I think we because we had Chris on last week, we were saying that like the Iron Factory figures, like they look really impressive and stuff. But I've just I've just never quite been able to bring myself to pull the trigger on buying a lot of them, and it's kind of weird because I've ended up with a lot of DX9 figures. So we were saying with Chris last week that um, a lot of the a lot of the like there's a lot of really impressive Iron Factory figures, but I find myself when I'm looking at them, I'm just like I can't bring myself to just quite spend you know thirty, forty, fifty dollars on something that's that size. And so I've ended up with a lot of DX Nine um, War in Pocket figures as a result, and. I always kind of, I always kind of look at the Iron Factory ones. I think these do look superior, but I just can't bring myself to pull the trigger on buying them. But um, Max, you wanted to have a look at the stuff that was uh, presented at the, at the Shanghai Convention. So this is, this is their jazz. Yeah, my take on the whole, you know, size versus the price that you're paying thing is that with Iron Factory, it is a lot smaller, but at least in my experience, the sort of the density of the figures and the plastic that they use, as well as the actual, um, I don't disagree. The amount of engineering in there, it's like it feels like you're getting the experience of a larger figure that you would pay that price for, but it's just taking up less room. See, I, I get that. I get that. I understand that in principle, but then I look at the figure and I'm like, there is a massive gap. And I'm like, yes, they've managed to do the ankle tilts, but like, there's a massive gap where that foot actually meets the uh, meets the rest of the leg. And a lot of it, there's, there are actually compromises to to get that stuff to happen at that scale. Like, um, you know, the, there's there's hands that are just generally like you know very generic hands with a hole in the middle of it. And like, yeah, I understand it. I, I in the scale. yeah, yeah, you, you're meant to overlook it, but then. When the price comes in at like you know thirty or forty dollars a figure, I can't overlook it. Yeah, especially like when we get to the jet five that they showed off. That's like seventy bucks or so. Mm -hmm. And sure, it looks good, but seventy dollars just—it's it, not worth it. The other, the other thing. So this is this is their wall path burning slug. The other thing that I find is that a lot of them. Like a lot of the figures use the same tricks and they've, they've all got very similar detailing, like in very much the same way that, you know, you can always tell a Combiner Wars bot because of the sort of the stylized lines on the vehicle modes. I find that Iron Factory, a lot of the figures all tend to look kind of the same after a while. Yeah, they do. They've got an aesthetic and they're sticking to it. Mm. With, with the exception, I guess, of their female figures where they go for this sort of chibi style thing, which... Always looks yeah. a bit odd. Um, so is, is is this actually is this actually a female a female seeker uh, shrieks yes, feather? Which on the one hand gets really excited because it's more seekers and I love that Iron Factory seeker mold, and it also seems like they're doing the more obscure seekers. But on the other hand, they're doing it in this weird chibi style, with like the big head and the big eyes, and for mm. some reason they've decided that because it's a female figure, they're just going to cut down on the posability. Yeah, I see, I see what you mean about the big head and the big eyes too, yeah. Yeah, so like they got rid of a bicep swivel, no wrist swivel, 
no waste swivel and no fire swivel. And all of that stuff was present on the the rest of the seekers that use this mold. The so same high heels? Um no, that it's the same basic structure, so it's like two separate pieces, but it's a lot lower down. Okay. Now, the, now this guy, this guy did well for Make Toys at full scale, and it's kind of interesting to see Iron Factory going for a small scale version of this guy. So, um, uh, for Make Toys, this guy was Hypernova, and this is Steel Lucifer for um, Iron Factory. Kind of feel like his, um, I kind of feel like his alt mode is a bit of a mess, but sure. Let's <laughs> carry um, all the backpack. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, it's a it's certainly an interesting looking figure. It looks like it might be a little bit larger than most of their figures because there's sort of like a, a smaller inner bot by the looks of it. Yeah, yeah. so I've, this is like a retool of their Optimus Prime. So they've got like mm. the way that Prime worked was they had a uh, Stormbringer style inner Prime robot. Then... Um, uh, that turned into the wall within Optimus Prime alt mode, which I then, remember if that combines with a trailer, I think it turned into God Jinrai. And then I guess this is just sort of similar, but in a Nova Prime sort of style. Yeah. <laughs> let's uh, let's move on. There's um... oh wow, okay. So and a shattered glass uh, sort of. Optimus Prime, which this is sort of their war within one, right? That's yeah, well, the same skeleton, saying, isn't it? Yeah, it's the same, but this is pretty much that? a repaint of a Prime. Yeah. That, mm, yeah. That's a retool, that's a repaint. So this guy, you can see the smaller body on the sort of the top left image, that's Prime from Stormbringer. Then the cab of the alt mode is Prime's alt mode from War Within. The alt mm -hmm. mode trailer is just sort of a generic mess. And then a combined robot mode is God Jinrai. Mm, yeah, okay. So we're just sort of imagining three different primes at once. So yeah, um, and they're uh, wow. What is this guy? Is this guy? Yeah, is this guy a, another one that combines with Jetfire then as well? Yeah, it looks like a Jetfire plane. Hmm. Yeah, another Jetfire. I'm, guess, I'm guessing. A prime. Yeah, so I'm guessing you can combine this Jetfire with their prime. Um, Engineering-wise, this is kind of starting to get a little bit crazy, but, uh, yeah, impressive. Yeah, Again, legend size. doesn't look <laughs> $70 good. Mm. Oh, uh, get in hand, though, or have a fiddle with it. Maybe, yeah. And we did actually talk about this one, the um, the, uh, the DJD combiner that uh, uh, includes Tarn, but then they all combine into a giant Tarn. So, okay. Like it's <laughs> just... Combined to form me. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sure that I need my DJD to combine. And also, I've got a bunch of the MMC figures. But uh, I know you're pretty up on this, Max. Yeah. Oh, I was. I was considering it just for an engineering thing, but I think just to see how it works in hand. But I'd hmm. probably end up skipping it, just watching videos, because it, you just don't need two versions of a DJD running around. And Correct. It's just gonna take Is this space. still was that still was that still legends scale? Each of the each of the little bots is sort of legends ish, -ish scale. Like some of them are quite large, but yeah. Have they been yeah, servicing like the... have they been servicing a larger scale or is this a complete crew? 
as we've seen that, so far. That's the crew. Um, these guys aren't out yet. Yeah, but is there a masterpiece scale or bigger bots, no, or is this D Okay. There's the master mastermind creations ones, which is sort of classic scale. Yeah. I mean, I guess yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Um, the, large the ones. Would yeah. probably be around deluxe size. That's right. Um, and then yeah, I feel yeah. like it's it'll be interesting to see how well the giant tarn matches up next to the MMC tarn as well. You know, in terms of similar sizing. It still yeah. looks tight for a combiner. Like there's no no real obvious ports on bots. It just even if you sort of look at that gun, the gun's probably the weakest part because there has to be a figure that turns into a gun. But it's a nice panel line, panel line and panels on it that. That sort of look good and it, it all comes together as that character which fantastic but as you said like to get all these bots to combine when you just buy the mmc tarn indeed and be yeah. done with it yeah and, and, and be done with it so all right gonna move on there's this last slide uh which um these were Magic Square. I think they're a new company that are making, also making legend scale figures. And uh, it's pretty impressive in there. We can see uh, what we can see Inferno, Grapple, Cyclonus, um, Ultra Magnus. Is, is that an Ultra Magnus? Is that someone behind him with wings or is it someone else? No, that is oh. their Ultra Magnus. No, that's, they showed, we talked about an Ultra Magnus a few episodes ago. And this is their new reveal, which is that retooled into uh, Power Master Prime. And it looks okay. nothing like Power Master Prime. He uh, looks very Ultra Magnus, but yeah. With yeah. wings. <laughs> and there's a couple of Stunicons there for good measure as well. These look almost like masterpiece alike. Is it'd be interesting to see how well they transform and hand and you know they've got any fragility issues because they look on par with some of the masterpiece and third-party figures that have been coming out. Well, we yeah, talked earlier about the, the legend scale figures and how well generations were doing. Well, now we're going to get G1 versions of those figures minus the uh, head in the cockpit but in the driver's seat. But I just love that Inferno and Grapple are here because they are two figures that have been yeah. shit on by Hasbro. So I'm, I'm good to see see them here now um i actually i just said that there looks like a couple of stunicons there but are they actually is that actually sideswipe and mirage um uh no that's drag strip yes it looks like drag strip that's just a drag Drag strip um breakdown alt modes breakdown yeah cool so they've done a couple of stunicons presumably they'll do the others as well yeah they showed a silhouette of them i think yeah and there's no sign of them combining which i love they don't have to combine. Let's just do the six or the five. Do the teams. Um, they do, but oh. I certainly mean when they when you say that. Yeah, it, it is good that they, it doesn't look like it. Yeah, yeah. I think what you mean is that the uh, the aesthetics of the figure have not been compromised for their combining ability. And there's yeah, there's third there's third party dedicated combiners that may miss things in individual mode but look good in combined mode and they can stand there combined and you can have these little guys standing around them as their individual modes but that's me and only me so let's move on to new acquisitions now um, 
Brad, you're quite fast for this section tonight. Uh, there's a trend here. There's a bad trend here. Brad has no new figures. Max, what have you got new? Uh, right, so I did. I was at a local trade day recently, and um, I was just on one of the tables there. Uh, some guy was selling a custom Titans Return blur done up like the Takara version for ten bucks. So I figured, what oh, the nice. hell? Yeah. Turned out really well. Like I would prefer to have a Takara version, all things considered. But for ten dollars, this is perfectly fine. And it's got more paint than the original release, so you're yeah. already winning. <laughs> it certainly <laughs> does. He's added yeah. that on. <laughs> and it's got a bit of it chips here and there, but like I said, ten dollars can't go wrong. Mm-hmm. And then also um, grab this guy off uh, Dylan, which is a complete G1 quick switch. Um, Interesting. Now, weren't we talking about this guy last week or something to do with his engineering for the triple changes or the six changes? Maybe it was quick the week before. Switch. I don't know. I wasn't on then, so I can't. No, nah, you're, nah, you're talking great shot. Maybe, yeah. Great shot. A, yeah, because it says. It's him, six shot, and great shot, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Sixes. Chris was talking about it. I so I, I had quick switch as a kid, and um, that figure does hold a special place in my heart. It is kind of um, a bit crap because none of the modes are particularly good, but uh, it's still like it's an engineering it's, feat to have a, a six changer. Yeah, it's uh, it's charming. I'll I'll say mm. that. That seems accurate. Yeah. Um, and- and finally, just because um, also from Dylan, I always like the colours on this thing and wanted to see how at least one of these works. I picked up Activator's Dirge from Transformers Animated. Oh, nice. Oh. And so this <laughs> is back when uh, one-step changes were good. Um, it's basically you put in a couple extra motions, you know, just Two, flip a three, couple of bits around. Four, and then... five... Six. Stop that. Seven. And there's just this little tab here that I press in and goes Eight. like that. <laughs> yeah, but then it's about just as robot mode. It works out really well. So it's about as poseable as the average Generations Legends <sighs> figure now. Um, it still looks on par with the cartoon now. It's just, it's fantastic. It, it, it does. Animated is amazing. Yeah. It, they I, done I, so, I just need so to well. see how this thing worked because. Even the one-step changes that you buy on shelves now, like you still have to do extra steps for some of those. Mm. But with this guy, he looks and works like a fully functional figure. It just has this little transformation gimmick. At the end, I didn't. I didn't get a lot of the um, activators for in my um, animated collection. I just sort of I ignored the little guys and went for deluxe and above. I do have. You can't see it in the. um, you can't see it in the picture. You can just see it in the picture now. About uh, there, there's a there's a transparent. Oh, there we go. There's a little little transparent Optimus Prime activator. Um, he's yep. the, uh, the the transparent one. They called the cool. Um, he came from he came from a Japanese exclusive. But uh, yeah, that's I think the only activator in my collection from uh, animated. Yeah, this is the only animated figure in my collection. Hmm. Oh. Bit of a curiosity. That's, a shame. That's a shame. We need to get you more animated yeah. figures. You need they an education, cool. boy. Yeah. 
I've seen, I've owned some stuff in that line, and there is good stuff there. It's just a matter of uh, what would I rather be collecting, and there's a fair bit of other stuff that takes precedence. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I'm not gonna take very long. Um, I got this, I got this figure. We were talking about getting this last week. Um, picked up the uh, the last night. This is the only time I've actually sought out a last night toy for. Uh, Nitro, or as he's known in the movie, Nitro Zeus. And the reason is because I've torn his head off and replaced him with Thunderwings um, Titan Master from the Siege on Cybertron set. And he looks awesome. Um, I, so, I I took this as a typo earlier. Please, Thunderwing. What? It's a character from the G1 comics. He's not from the G1 comics. He's a G1 pretender. Okay, enough said. He's, All right. he's, he's a latter-day latter G1 figure. I was, I was wondering why you were just like, typo, typo, typo. <laughs> like, <laughs> Thunderwing is a legit character, but um, yeah. So, well, you, um, no, you were talking, oh, I've yeah. got Nitro Zeus, and now it's going to be yeah. Thunderwing. I'm like, you, no, you said, yeah, Nitro Zeus. Anyway, um, is that is that's one of the Titans, the Titan heads? So this is oh. so this, this is the Titan head from the Siege on Cybertron set. He's a die-cast yeah. metal... Um, Figure for Thunderwing, but there's no Thunderwing in Titans Return. So yeah, like some of, like some of the sets, um, or some of the the figures that are only Titan Masterheads. Um, poor Thunderwing has no body um, until now, when someone just happened to make a Headmaster in the Last Night line that seems to suit his uh, his G1. Uh, it actually suits his Pretender shell rather than his inner robot, but. Through the years of Transformers lore, his Pretender Shell appearance has become more synonymous with him, sort of like Bludgeon in a way, in fact. Yeah. Now, that figure has no right to work as well as it does. <laughs> Look, there are things about it that do not work very well. Like, um, there's very, very limited range of movement around the, uh, around the feet. Um, he's got, you know, he's, he's sort of got, you know, he's sort of fairly statically molded fists and stuff. He is a Voyager figure, so he should be better than this, but um, it's just, I think, and I'm sorry, I keep hitting the microphone with him. Uh, it's just, I think, that uh, the, the, the the body and the chest design and, like, the legs actually do, the legs actually do move all right, um, you know, like that, and they do rotate around. And, like, there's some rotation in the arms as well, but, like, he's got a, he's got a lot of back kibble that, Whatever he looks, he looks I do love the way those pods on the back fold up, though. Yeah, yeah, that's quite good. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, so that, yeah, so um, that face, that face, like looking here on this little crappy camera, um, that the color, like it, it matches Nitro's, like the creamy color or white color, pretty well. And even the, yeah, even look, the it's, it's okay, yeah, the unibrow matches like his black torso parts as well. So it'd be interesting yeah. to see because there oh, yeah. was yeah. one of the companies out of China teased a oversized and improved uh, Nitro Zeus knockoff. So I would love to see if they could include, like, do another version where they include a Thunderwing head and do them up in Thunderwing colors. Well, that'd be like the. Isn't there a scorn? There's a there's a bigger scorn already done. That's hundred times better than the original figure. Um, the we'll uh, Voyager one from the last nine. Yeah. Yeah. I, oh no, that might be Age of Extinction. I might be the, I've got the oversized knockoff Age of Extinction scorn, which is a hell of a lot better. It doesn't have any like molding changes, but it's sort of it's uh 
It's got die cast in it, and they fixed all the loose joints on it. So, do you have the last night scorn, or you haven't seen it yet? Um, the last night scorn. I've seen it and just skipped on it because the knockoff version of the original was perfectly acceptable for me. Okay. All right. Yep. All right. Cool. But mate, you know, maybe if they do a KO of the new version, I might upgrade to that. But for the time being, <laughs> this is it. Some TCCA business around us out. There is no supernova this weekend in Brisbane. Uh, unfortunately, we couldn't afford it this year. And so um, one of the two events in... So we could only afford to do one event in November. So we went with Adelaide. So Max and crew will be hosting two tables at Adelaide Supernova next weekend. Uh, so if you are a South Australian listener, please do head out and, uh, yeah, do head out and go see him. Yeah, please come along. It is always... You know, it's good to sign people up to the club and garner interest at events, but it's also uh, always a hell of a lot of fun to see people who are already members. Yeah, Max will be handing out free candles for uh, South Australian residents on the day. I'll I'll let you know we haven't had a blackout in like a whole week. (laughs) Oh, it's coming. Don't worry. Christmas Donation Drive is currently up and running. Masterpiece Megatron, Shockwave, Sunstreaker the official side plus we got some uh titans return i think the titans return um octane and blitzwing and overlord plus uh, some third-party bots like i showed earlier with uh tefcon exclusive mirage and veteran war dogs so uh donations to five dollars uh t's and c's and Full information is over on the Transformers website, transformerscca.com, under the competitions tag. Fantastic. Uh, I think we're at the end of the show. Does anyone have anything else we need to we need to cover off? I think we're done for the week. We're done. We're done. All right. Thank you for listening. If you are watching along with a live record, thank you for watching and participating. Find out more about these stories. You'll find links to them all in the show notes and uh, those notes are posted to the Transformers Weekly Facebook page and Podbean site. And if you are listening in a suitable podcatcher, they should be attached to your podcast. If you want to get in touch with us, uh, there's a few ways to do so and we do love listener feedback. Our official site is on Podbean. That's transformersweekly.podbean.com. Facebook page is called Australian Transformers Weekly and we're all individually in Transformers Collectors Club Australia on Facebook. If you are not already subscribed, you can find the podcast on iTunes, Pocket Casts, YouTube, and other podcatchers of choice and distinction. And there is an RSS RSS feed link on the website and in the show notes. Our new companion podcast, Transformers Legends, they cover a lot of of younger skewed stuff that we probably don't talk about that much on this podcast. You can find that at tflpod.podbean.com and you'll also see the video for it posted to the Transformers Collectors Club Australia YouTube channel. As you might get, as you might gather from the fact that we mention it a lot, Australian Transformers Weekly is a production of Transformers Collectors Club Australia. Club is registered and incorporated in Victoria. TCCA is run by volunteers who donate their, donate their time and money to make the club better for everyone. So our goal is to connect Transformers fans around the country and we do it by engaging the collecting community. If you would like to donate and support us, we would love to have you uh, join the club and become a paid member. You can find the details at transformerscca.com. Membership starts at just $5 a year. Thank you for listening, everyone, and we will be back with more Transformers news next week. See you guys. It's always that awkward pause before you guys say goodbye.
as a result of that uh, sort of what is going on? Something. I didn't mute. No, you didn't. You can edit that. <laughs> you're probably not. Going, you're probably not going to. Uh, so 